You're listening to Irish Radio Candidate Home Abroad, and uh, I'm going to report that you're invited to explore Irish night culture in the School of Irish Studies at Concordia University as part of Nuit Blanche. As you move through the exhibit, you will encounter different facets of the Irish night, including histories of the night, the physical geography of the night, the shifting policies and cultural movements around the night, uh, night space in Ireland, and the exhibit explores the Irish night through diverse, creative and interactive means, such as collage, short films, recorded night time sidewalks, visualised poetry, artwork and design. And that's on Saturday, March 2nd, going from up to Sunday, March 3rd, 8pm up to uh, midnight. And uh, it is at the Henry F. Hall building, 1455 the Mesna Boulevard West in the room, McAtee Reading Room. And Katie Young is here with me from the School of Irish Studies in Concordia. Katie, thanks very much for coming along. Thank you so much for having me. My first question I have to ask is, what are Zines? <laughs> so they are um, short magazines uh, that the students are creating. Um, they're going to be drawing them. And these are actually going to be interactive. So participants are going to have uh, different uh, writing utensils, uh, markers and pens and can actually color them in. So you can take them away with you. Okay. So the title of the event is Night Culture in Ireland and the Irish Diaspora. Yes. So, um, tell me what's going on. <laughs> so, um, night, uh, night studies is a very new field, uh, but there's lots going on in terms of um, research around things like uh, Culture Night in Ireland and then Nuit Blanche happening here in Montreal and Toronto. Um, and then there's also research happening about night policy, uh, night work and night labor, and then also all of the different facets of culture, music, theater, film that takes place at night. Uh, so in, in this event, um, I'm actually currently teaching a course on uh, the Irish night in the School of Irish Studies. And so the students are applying what they've learned uh, to create some of these different uh, parts of the exhibit, including short films, uh, podcast, uh, and different um, photo collages and um, posters and zines that they're contributing to the night. So in doing that, where does the time or where does the talk begin? In other words, if you're going to look at nightlife and night culture in Ireland, uh, how far back in uh, Time are you looking at starting the narrative? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so in the class itself, we start talking uh, with uh, electrification in Ireland. So we go back to um, the early 20th century and start from there. And we go all the way up into, for example, Dark Sky Parks today uh, in County Mayo and thinking about uh, that shift from uh, the introduction of light to now the conversations around a right to darkness at night. Uh, so it's really quite a broad span that we look at in terms of um, the history of night culture. And even, for example, uh, last week we were talking about different uh, night cultural spaces like nightclubs and pubs. And we were looking at how they've developed over time from the 1930s to today in terms of dancing. 
<clears throat> so we cover quite a, a broad span thinking about night space. Because uh, I recall uh, while electrification had happened, um, TV hadn't arrived and uh, radio was very much a big part of life, be it day and night. And um, I suppose as technology and um, a lot of other things have progressed, expectations have greatly changed and the expectation of um, high of entertainment particularly has changed in my culture. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very true. And even <clears throat> thinking about contemporary uh, technologies, for example, around um, apps and uh, what people can order or do at night or even automation in terms of delivery, uh, means that many more uh, people are working at night, uh, for example, delivering uh, different orders to different people's houses. And so it changes the shape of the nine to five jobs that some people are now working um, all night long. And so that's something that we discuss as well, thinking about uh, night labor and how that's it, it, it has a history. But the interrelationship with uh, technology has really amped up uh, the expectations around working at night. So in looking at the change, um, and given that you talked in terms of electrification as being your starting point, uh, one of the aspects of rural electrification particularly would be that there's the rural aspect of Irish life that has changed radically to the extent with migration of people to cities. Mm -hmm. And the impact that that has, and the integral part that in rural Ireland the pub would have had as being the community gathering space. And when you mention technology and how, yes, people get stuff delivered at home, the consequences of some of that is that people are not actually engaging face-to-face -face in many yeah. ways that people did. And the vibrancy of night culture has radically changed over the years yes yeah and that's something we're also that's um a great point and something we're actually going to be delving into pub spaces in ireland and the diaspora in our course uh this week um thinking about that in significance of it as a community space uh over time both within ireland and also outside of ireland and that's a really great point to consider thinking about how uh, new technologies and also even uh, global shifts, for example, the pandemic and a lot of um, period of staying at home, how that might implicate uh, or shape who is spending time outdoors now um, and who's going to uh, spaces like the pub. So the relationship between Ireland and the diaspora and how um, when in Ireland, the culture that would be around night and how that then transitions. Um, in many ways, there is a radical change when people move because yeah. it is moving into a different cultural space and learning to adapt to that cultural space. So is mm -hmm. that part of what you are, are looking at also? That's not something that we're looking at uh, in this class, but it's something that I'm very interested in. Um, I'm currently 
conducting research on uh, uh, culture and night space in Ireland and have been for a couple of years now. But I'm very much interested in looking at some of the history of night spaces uh, in Montreal, for example. And I think that would be a really interesting facet to look at how uh, have people's experiences changed in relation to the night as they move from one place to another. That's that would be something I'd be fascinated to find out. And there's actually uh, a lot of really interesting materials uh, here in Montreal and different archives uh, looking about uh, night culture and particularly for the Irish diaspora. So I'm really excited to dig into that and find out more and report back to you once I know. <laughs> <laughs> and an integral part of Irish life, particularly um, pre-television. Uh, and gradually post-television uh, was the influence of the church and particularly the influence of the church at night that there would have been novenas and there were missions and there were all sorts of things that revolved around night and there were so many even festivals of um, church significance that were either darkness into light or that were around the night. Is that part of what you're looking at and the influence that might that might have had on culture? That um, is also not something that I've considered. We do talk about the relationship to, um, for example, last week we were talking about uh, different rules around um, uh, curfews at night and uh, to be home in order to go to um, church the following day and how that impacted ability to dance. But I haven't considered um, the interrelationship of um religious activities happening at night. Uh, so that's something to consider. One thing we were looking at, though, was uh, some of the changes around lighting, for example, uh, at night, particularly around different um, religious spaces and how uh, recently, for example, in County Mayo, they've been um, are introducing new lighting fixtures that allow for darkness, but also feature some of the important architecture. So that's something that has come up, but that's a really uh, interesting facet that I hope that I get to dive into uh, this summer in some of the archives. Because on that aspect, I do recall that there was periods of time where the church influence meant that there were no dances in one diocese and there were in another. And I think it was in places like Atzlone that when you crossed the bridge, you were changing diocese. And on one side of the, the town, there could be night activities and the, the other side there could not. So the influence of the church on some of those things was quite impactful in many ways. Um, oh, that's fascinating. So yeah, um, because again, each bishop was the the boss in that in his diocese. And, yeah. Uh, how, what was allowed and what was not allowed it varied. So uh, uh, a bit like going from Ontario to Quebec um, for. Yeah. The, the way you things used to be. Um, so then you talk in terms of darkness and, and light pollution and, and that aspect of things. Is that very much a critical part of what this is also about? Um, so it is a feature of, um, of the course that I'm teaching. In terms of the event that's happening, students are playing with uh, different uh, aspects of light uh, throughout their projects. For example, one of the projects uh, within the exhibit is looking at um, the idea of um, indoor and outdoor spaces as you walk through the streets at night, and particularly in Montreal with such condensed housing, 
uh, that lights are always shining through from people's homes into the night. So they're exploring um, that idea and also in relationship to Ireland at the same time, thinking about um, uh, how light shines out from inside into the street and what kind of sense of community that creates. So students are thinking about light um, and they're also learning about light and light pollution in the course. So I'm really excited to see what comes through uh, with their exhibit in relation to that. And I think it was Mary Robinson when she was president was the president who put the candle in the window. To, exactly. Uh, yeah. To, uh, that, that aspect of uh, the light being something that's shining out and inviting in also. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what got you into this? What what stimulated you to focus on this? Yeah, that's, um, it's it's quite an interesting uh, path. I I joined a project actually uh, a couple of years ago. Um, there was a uh, a cross European project looking at night spaces, and uh, I'm a cultural geographer, so I'm very much interested. Uh, in culture and culture at night uh, to begin with. And so that is actually what brought me um, to Ireland. I was uh, living in Limerick for two years and doing research in Cork and Galway on uh, different aspects of night space and night culture. And so uh, as the research continued, I was absolutely fascinated and learning so much about night space uh, in, in people's everyday lives. Uh, we ended up creating an exhibit in partnership with Galway um, Capital Culture 2020. And um, it's inspired me to continue to look into this topic. And also now living in Montreal, having this opportunity to consider diasporic experiences as well um, has been really exciting and something to build on. Yeah. So um, you have this on March 2nd, March 3rd. Now, is it that it's two nights? Or is it that it's starting at night and ends at midnight? And, and <laughs> it ends at midnight. <laughs> exactly, so, yeah. So, so it, it is a four-hour event as distinct from... Yes. Two, yes, okay. And um, it is free? It is free, yes. And all and are welcome. And it will have exhibits, as you say, including histories of the night, um, the physical geography of the night, what do you mean by the the physical geography? We're talking about darkness. Yeah, and and different spaces. So thinking about um, different physical aspects of of the landscape at night. And um, so some students are talking. Uh, for example, I was mentioning about that um, internal external uh, experience uh, of of walking through the street. But other students are looking at. Um, uh, drawing different aspects of the night in their zines. So thinking about um, rural spaces, urban spaces, um, and that's what they're touching on in relation to thinking about physical spaces and the physical geography. Right. And again, the it's the Henry F. Hall building, and that's 1455 Dimon, Dimonism Boulevard and Room McEntee, the reading room. And again, Saturday, March 2nd is the date to mark your calendar for 8 p.m. And you'll make it up to midnight. So when you leave, it will be March 3rd. And <laughs> it, you know, it, it's been a real pleasure chatting with you and fascinating. And this, I presume, will be something that will be, this is the first of what might be something on a regular event. I hope so. I hope it takes place every year. So we'll see how it goes. And, and hopefully it'll be something that will continue on. Thanks a million, Katie. It's been real pleasure. Thanks.